Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. Hey, it's Jim Sturmack, your professor here at Trade Show University. I am so excited for you to be here today. You are going to have a blast with me as I have a very special interview with two special guests, Robin Sachs and Angie Pullman of GroundedInClarity.com, who are going to be talking all about how to bring the experience of you to the trade show to really maximize the ROI at your show. And not just the experience of your booth, not the experience of your literature, or your giveaways, but you and how to use that for maximum results. You ready to go? All right, cue the music. Welcome to Trade Show University, the ultimate resource for marketers, planners, and business owners looking to create results, increase revenue, and maximize their ROI for upcoming trade shows. We'll help you navigate the complexities of trade shows, set the right goals, find true success, and get the most out of each experience for you and your team. It's time to get your PhD in ROI with your host, the man with over 25 years of trade show experience, Jim Cermak. Welcome to Trade Show University. I am so excited that you are here today, everybody. Uh, I want you to think back when you were in school and you had that fun substitute teacher who always made that day fun. Well, imagine double that because that's what you've got today. <laughs> I am joined by two very, very special guests who are going to be bringing you new ways and new ideas for making connections while communicating your value and brand at trade shows. I am proud to welcome... Robin Sachs and Angie Pullman to Trade Show University. Welcome, ladies. Hey, thanks for having us, Jim. Thanks for the invite, Jim. Thrilled to uh, to be here and excited to share some great stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I am so I'm so pumped. So a class, you know, I want I want to take a second to tell you a little bit about what these two are going to be bringing to you today. Uh, first, Angie Pullman. She has spent 17 years at at a six city chamber of commerce in the the Cleveland area. Six cities. I want I want to know more about that. <laughs> and at 14 of those years as their executive director, under her, her direction, the chamber has won several awards for both membership and its annual business expo. So she's got a lot of lot of great experience with there. Today, Angie coaches professionals on the fine art of building relationships, building a network, and finding common ground. For for the collaboration. And Angie's partner in crime today, Robin Sachs. Uh, through private coaching, group training, and speaking, Robin provides a simple but humorous bent on confidence, stress management, and personal branding. Her specialty is providing tools and thinking which allow clients to begin shifting their self-talk, their body language, and that mental game immediately so that they can get out of their own way. 
Robin's clients range from small business leaders to Fortune 500 VPs. So just from those, their bios, you know, they have decades of experience with communication, relationship building, collaboration, you know, all the tools that are really critically important to businesses and professionals who exhibit at trade shows. So you all listening, you know you're in the right place today. and You're in for a treat. Uh, so ladies, I, want, I need to find out a little bit more about uh, the expos you've done, maybe some, more, some of your experience uh, relating to trade shows. Uh, well, the the chamber that uh, for which I was executive director, we've been we had been doing this um, trade show for I don't know twenty some years now, and I was a part of seventeen of them. And um, in addition to that, I also was at other trade shows um, uh, for other organizations. So I've got a few of those things under my belt. And um, man, I'll tell you what, just being a lump behind a table is no way to experience a show. Um, <laughs> and and that's really what we want to talk with people about today is creating an experience for the people who are going to come and visit your table or booth. Fantastic. Anything to add to that, Robin? Uh, you know, it's funny because one of the things that I think have drawn Angie and I to each other in talking about these types of subjects is she has that experience on that end. I've often experienced conferences and trade shows from the other end as a speaker or as the coach coming in. And I loved one of the words that Angie used, experience, the experience of you. Um, I, I'm a, a big fan of helping people figure out how to show up because a lot of times, especially at a trade show, for example, what we think is what's on the table is our stuff. And, you know, we got the beautiful big banner behind us. We've got our tchotchkes laid out on the table. We've got the, you know, your brochures that are beautiful and your trifolds and all that great stuff. But what about the experience of you? How are you showing up and how are you bringing more to the table, literally and figuratively, beyond your brochures and your tchotchkes? And that's something that Angie and I, what was it, about two, three years ago, mm -hmm. um, we, were, we were asked to come in to a pre-expo uh, event and do a workshop helping people who are going to be exhibitors really get the most out of that experience of being right. at the trade show. And we went and did that. And afterwards, we looked at each other and went, why aren't we helping people more with this stuff? Because right. it, it was just, it was the stuff that you don't think about until someone says, have you ever thought about this? Yeah. And, yeah. and we got some great response and, and we can share a story or two as we go on here. But uh, again, are you bringing more to the table than just your stuff? Yeah. Yep. Oh my gosh. This, and this, anyone who's, who's been following uh, the Tracer University podcast for a while now knows that this fits exactly in with, with what I believe in. It's way more than your banners and your displays and your tchotchkes. It's you, it's yep. you and it's your staff. And, uh, and so I, this is just going to be awesome today. Uh, <laughs> So beforehand, you had mentioned to me a little exercise I thought was so intriguing, uh, and I, I want I want you to uh, to take us through that. Uh, hopefully, that's enough of a tee off tee up to uh, to get you going here. So um, the exercise is to think about showing up at the trade show, and your booth is there, and you're there, and maybe your staff is there. 
but none of your stuff is there. None of that beautifully printed materials, none of your tchotchkes, none of your brochures, none of your banners or lights or videos, none of it. The only thing that's there in your space is you. And so the question is, what are you going to do to engage people without all your stuff? And um, we invite people to, first of all, go at it from a mindset experience, right? And Robin, I, I think that's kind of where uh, some of your uh, your wisdom coupled with Maya Angelou kind of pops in there, yeah? Oh, you know what? Ed, nice, nice segue there. Angela, okay, no that. problem, Parker. <laughs> you know, one of uh, one of my favorite quotes, and it's it's become a quote that's basically a mantra to when we talk about these things together. Uh, Maya Angelou, of course, who had phenomenal quotes. One of my favorites is, "People will forget what you've said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel." Oh, so true. That's powerful. And, and, you know, with, with what we're talking about here, again, if the boxes with your stuff didn't show up, could you still do what you needed to do? And the answer is not only, yes, of course it can, but we, we actually, Angie, if you want to share this story, we had an attendee of our, of one of our workshops, call us later after the fact and said, it was kind of interesting because that actually happened to me, the expo after you guys talked to us. And she talked about having probably the greatest expo experience she had ever had. Yeah, she um, she was wonderful. Um, she uh, took everything that we said and did with them at the uh, at the workshop event, and it was just an awesome opportunity for her to say, "I'm here to meet people," and that's the mindset. I'm here to meet people. And really, one of the things that she said was that she didn't have the distraction of trying to put a card in someone's hand or hand out a brochure. She could actually focus on engaging with the people who were going by her empty booth. And she had a ball with it. And and part of that is, you know, once again, having the mindset that I am confident enough about who I am, I I already know that I know my stuff about my company. And so let's relax, have fun, and meet some people and make them feel good about stopping by the empty booth. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and, go ahead, Robin. I'm sorry. And to add to that, you know, I think one of the the major, major things that something like that thinking, whether it actually happens or not, that's a different story. That takes a little stress management. But yeah. You know, even just getting in the right headspace of now I have an opportunity to have conversations instead of having presentations with people. Because when we're in that mode of when people walk by, I've got to get the card in their hand and I've got to tell them who I am. And it's about me, 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 my company, me, me, me. And, And it's so easy for us to tune out because one, I've heard it from the last 57 booths. Yep. And two... I, I, it's almost like that, right? That prey drive. You walk by the booth, and sometimes we're afraid even to approach booths because somebody's going to grab yeah. you and start talking about them. <laughs> yeah. And and what happens in that moment of let me shift the mindset of let me just have some conversations with some humans. Mm-hmm. That takes such pressure off, and it truly makes you stand out without trying to stand out because that's not what most people are attempting to do. 
Exactly. And, you know, um, the way that we talk with people about having their goals for the expo, well, some people come into trade shows and expos um, having this goal of, I need to come away with 35 leads and I need to come away with 20 appointments. And that's transactional thinking. Mm-hmm. What we wanted, uh, what we like to help people focus on is that it, as Robin said, that actual conversations with actual human beings and and start a relationship. And that goes whether you're at a trade show or any kind of networking event, go meet some people, right? Uh-huh. And, and have some fun and relax and um, help people enjoy the event alongside of you. And, and, you know, overall, when you approach things in that way, and and again, for a lot of people, that's a really big shift getting out of that transactional thinking. Mm -hmm. But when you begin to really just own that and make that a part of how you simply show up, another magical thing that starts to happen is you don't need to go looking for people. Right. People begin coming to you because everything you're doing becomes very pull as opposed to quite push, which is what we're all used to in transactional type sales. Yeah. And, you know, the the gal that had that experience, um, because she just decided to relax, enjoy herself and meet some people, there was it generated a lot of really funny conversations. And so there was always um, some laughing going on around her booth and people kind of coming up to see what was the attraction there? What are people laughing about? You know what I mean? And it started to create this good vibe kind of thing. And um, other people wanted to come up and see, you know, what was making this empty booth so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it's again, amazing. never forget how you, how you made them feel. Exactly. That's part of that feel experience. Phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Just uh, like you said, creating those vibes and creating yes. that environment that that just will start to draw people in even though there's nothing to look at it'll start uh-huh. to draw yes. people in but yeah. I, I love how you, how you said that though at the at the beginning you know if that did happen to you first of all once you get past the panic right of, <laughs> you know how many people though would would immediately they'd be getting on the phone with their marketing department. Where's our stuff? You got to track it down and, and go off to the side and panic and let that overwhelm them. Yep. And instead of saying, okay, we'll f- it, hopefully it'll show up. Maybe it won't, but it doesn't matter because yeah. I, I'm here for a reason. Right. Mm-hmm. Stuff, stuff or not, I'm here for a reason. I got to make this happen. And, and, uh, Getting getting the confidence though, knowing your stuff, knowing in your deep in your heart that you ha- you know your stuff, exactly. and I can have good conversations with people. So getting the confidence, and I and I love how you said it's conversations, not just presentations. You're not just uh-huh. presenting. Stuff. It's it's really finding out. And I think Robin, you said something about you know you go up to a booth and they just got want to start just uh, you know I hate to say it, but that that verbal vomit. You know, there, exactly. It's just, Yes. Everything. Let me tell you, tell you about my company, and and let yeah. me tell you more about my company. And wait, enough about me. Let me tell you. Let me ask you. What do you think about my company? You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's getting past that, and 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 that is just brilliant. For most of us, we're not in this worst case scenario where our stuff doesn't show up. Our right. stuff is actually there. So right. and now, all of a sudden, how do we get past using that crutch and really remembering about that conversation and get get beyond the 
I want to hand a, a tchotchke and a brochure and stuff like that. How do we still take that confidence that we have and not lean back on on that and pretend kind of like that it's not there? What would you suggest for that for uh, for everyone who does have their booth there? Well, you know, I think that um, it's the same regardless of the situation that you're in, whether it's um, at an, a trade show or any networking event. Um, I almost never start a conversation with someone asking them what they do or telling them what I do. I start with something simpler and easy, you know, even if it's um, an innocuous thing like, wow, that's a great scarf you're wearing or that color blazer is amazing. You know what I mean? Just little things to say, I'm not going to beat you over the head with my business. And, you know, another thing is too, again, whether your stuff shows up or not, we firmly believe your approach should always be the same. It's just you have things sitting on your table or you don't. But the way you show up should be exactly the same every single time. And and a great way to really think about how do you get into that that space and show up that way is real simple. Don't ever think about it as an exhibitor. Think about it as an attendee. When you walk up to a table, we've all done this, what pulls you in? What makes you smile? What makes you feel good? And what pushes you and makes you want to just run? So, <laughs> you know, think, you know, really, it, and it's, it's, it's always that way. You know, whether you're writing something, don't read it as a writer, read it as a reader. If you're shooting mm-hmm. a video or doing a presentation, look at it from an audience standpoint. Don't ever look at it from a creator standpoint. Same thing in this instance, the greatest, we already know what works and what doesn't for ourselves. So really getting comfortable with owning the idea that if it works for me, it probably works for a lot of other people. Mm -hmm. If it pushes me away, do not do it. And you've got to make a commitment to yourself to just go, I'm out of exhibitor mode. I'm into attendee mode. Here's what's going to make people feel good. Yeah. And and again, it's it's a mindset shift because we, you get into exhibitor mode and boom, you're off and running and shoving cards and trying to get things. The reality is I never want to put something in someone's hand. I want to have them have an experience with me where before they walk away, they reach down and grab a card or grab a brochure because they had the right experience with me. And, you know, when we you're talking about the experience that people have with you, that speaks a lot to one's personal brand, right? Mm-hmm. And when we get into talking about things like your personal brand or of your staff or whoever might be staffing your booth with you, um, it's to think about what people have said about working with you. Like if you look at maybe some of your own testimonials that people have Uh, written for you or compliments that people have paid you. Um, You know, one of the things that um, I would say about Robin is, regardless of how serious the topic is we're talking about, Robin always makes me feel at ease and she makes me laugh. And so those are two things that Robin brings to a table besides stuff, right? And so if you um, think about that, you're really thinking about your own... um, Uh, Personal superpowers, right? Um, Everybody has them. Everybody has them. And and I love that you brought that up, Angie. Not about me necessarily, but thank you for the compliment. (laughs) I could do it all day long, girl. (laughs) I will return the favor as well. And and the reason that, that I'm about to return the favor isn't just to flatter 
the flattery that was just given to me, but <laughs> I'll explain kind of what we do as another exercise that might be really helpful based mm -hmm. on what Angie's talking about in these superpowers. You know, one of the things that Angie always brings, which is wonderful, is, you know, her background is in theater. And that's where she grew up, and that is who she is at the core. And so there's this wonderfully authentic, dramatic flair that comes to the table. And, and it can make the ordinary fun and interesting and help paint pictures with things. And that's something that's always there. And, and to Angie's point, that's a superpower. And one of the exercises that we run that, that's always fascinating and just so wonderfully eye-opening is we do something called three little words. And when it's in a workshop environment, we have people pair up with people they, they don't know and don't know them. If they're in an environment that they know people and people know them, we, we run this a couple different times. But you can do this on your own, like Angie said, by looking at some of your recommendations, referrals, testimonials, things like that, or just asking people who know you. And ask them, if you had to describe me in only three words, what would those three words be? And something fascinating happens nine times out of 10, doesn't it, Angie? Yeah, Is absolutely. that the words someone else uses to describe you are never the words you would think of to describe yourself. Oh, interesting. And, what it, yeah, and, and then we have people write down, you know, what are your three words? Now go get three words from other people to describe you. And, and in a nutshell, what it shows, of course, is there are so many qualities and, and it doesn't even have to be a ton. There are one or two qualities every one of us has that we don't value, but other people already value in us. And often we don't use those or go to those, or we even try and hide them, right? Because we think they're not professional or business-like, or I have to be serious. The beauty of your superpowers is the more you bring those out, the more people value those things in you. And if you're not bringing those superpowers to the table, as you authentically all the time, you're probably missing opportunities. And when it comes to um, building your staff of who's going to be at your table, you know, if you bear that in mind that everybody brings something a little bit different to the table, it takes the pressure off of the team for everybody to act exactly the same way. Mm -hmm. And everybody can give the people that come to the table or the booth a rewarding, fun, welcoming, whatever the adjective um, is that you want to exude, they can give them that kind of experience and the kind of experience that will make them want to come back to the company. Ah, and, and you know what, this an analogy also that I think is a perfect fit for this at this point is if you're familiar with the game Tetris, the video Beautiful. game Tetris, which uh, if you're not, it's a video game in which different shaped blocks fall from the top of the screen. You have to turn them and move them to fit in. And the goal of the game is to fit in so that you have complete lines of these shapes. And when you have a complete line of shapes, it disappears. And the yes. idea is mm -hmm. if you don't, it builds up to the top of the screen and you lose the game. So, one of the greatest things I've ever heard, ever, is Tetris taught me everything I need to know about life. And that is, when you fit in, you disappear. Oh, isn't that amazing? <laughs> I love that. 
The and first so, time Robin told me that I about fainted. <laughs> you know, and, and again, obviously for our purposes here, yeah. your goal is not to look like everyone else. And if yes. you look around many trade shows, does everyone have the same stuff? Yes. Yeah. So what different are you going to bring to the table? Because if you look like everyone else and your experience is like everyone else, good luck standing out. Yeah. And, and especially, you know, when you're at an industry, exclusive trade show <laughs> when you've got everybody's in the same industry my goodness you've got to give people an experience because there's another booth just down the row a little bit that's got the same stuff as you do that's that's brilliant absolutely brilliant and, and you're 100 right on when you're talking about going to these shows and 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 i really want people everyone to understand one of my one of my biggest things is, is roi you got to get that yep. roi that the return on investment we we spend so much time money resources going to these shows even if it's a small show small local mm -hmm. show you might maybe you're a solopreneur small business owner you're going by yourself a tabletop booth you're still investing how much yes. is your time worth uh, a day's worth of your time could be a couple thousand dollars plus the uh plus your materials anything that you bring to the show it and whatever you paid to be that the show it's it's a lot of, it's there's a lot there there's a lot that you've invested and you've got to stand out that is so so true i love the tetris analogy isn't it brilliant? Uh, it is. It's so, absolutely brilliant. Well done, Robin. <laughs> I, wish, I wish I knew who to appropriate to who to uh, to say it. Probably. I honestly don't know, but I, I kudos to whoever it is. We're we're passing it on. So yeah. you know, you brought up a, a an interesting point too about smaller local shows. You know, and some of them are only for an afternoon. You know, four or five hours. And so one of the things that I encourage people to do is to think about. How much time does it really take to make a connection with someone? And if, you know, 500 people come to the show, maybe 125 of them are going to stop at your table. So then you have to take a look at, well, how many of them do you think are going to end up being great connections for you? And think about, well, if I end up spending two or three minutes with somebody and I at least got the beginning of a relationship, there's only so many of those you can do in an hour. And so I, I always encourage people to be realistic about the goals that they're setting too. How many people are you really going to be able to give that experience to and where do you want to spend your time? Absolutely. You've got to be selective. Mm -hmm. You have to be very selective. And that comes through, like you said, the conversations, yes. the asking questions and the listening. How critical is that? Listening to what the people are actually saying to you instead of trying to think of the next question or the next thing you want to say to them. Yep. Uh, I want to go back to uh, to something you said a little bit earlier, and that's and that is the experience, the experience. Uh, what are they going to experience when talking with you, because uh, as you mentioned, you both had mentioned some amazing things about your personalities, about you know, Robin, you bring that humor, that uh, uh, that energy, and and Angie, your your uh, theatrical background. That's some great stuff that you could fall back on. How does? Oh gosh, I, I'm trying to think of if you were at uh, in a an industry like that is maybe a little more dry like mm -hmm. uh, legal or insurance or medical mm -hmm. how do you how do you let that because those are typically not those kind of uh, industries that have a lot of humor to them or a <laughs> lot of lightheartedness but how so how can you use that to your advantage if you are if you do bring a lot of energy how do you bring that to uh, uh, to the, your advantage 
you know what, with with a lot of those, we'll call them drier industries because it's, it's not a dig. We know what we're talking about. The spreadsheets yeah, sure. and number of people. We, we totally get that. And that's OK, because a lot of times when I've worked with people who, you know, for example, are, are IT people, you know, or or financial people and things. And they're going, well, but I am a bunch of numbers and spreadsheets or I talk tech and how do I talk tech to non-tech people? I don't know how to do that. And the answer for all of those things, in my opinion, is, is the same. Stop thinking in words and begin thinking in stories. Because oftentimes what happens is we're simply trying to give our information. And if you're in an industry where I'm sorry, your information is boring and it sounds like the guy next to you and the guy next to him and the lady next to her, to him, nobody cares what people are <laughs> looking for. You know, I'm not looking for information as a human. What am I always looking for? What's in it for me? How can this help me? And so when you think in terms of what are the stories I can share? I can tell you all about the wonderful insurance company, uh, the insurance coverage that my company gives, or I can give you a quick example of, you know, here's an example of what we do for our clients. You know, um, Bob has been a longtime client and, you know, years ago we did life insurance and annuities and all this kind of stuff for Bob. And you know what? They thought, hey, this is what we're supposed to do and things like that. And you know what? Bob suddenly passed away. And thank goodness, his wife called and said, thank goodness we did this, even though we thought it was whatever, we're checking things off the list we're supposed to do or should do. This just changed a family. This mm -hmm. saved somebody from a really bad situation. And so we look at these things as check them off the list, their financial things, their insurance things, whatever it is. How can you bring the story to life? You know, if you're a financial advisor, Stop talking to me about annuities and IRAs and Roths and all this kind of stuff. Sit down and say something like, there are three possible outcomes for your life. There are no more. One, you live a long, healthy life. Two, you live a long life, but not so much a healthy one. And three, you don't live as long a life as you thought you would. Now, each of those situations is possible, but you don't know which one it is. Which ones of those things would you like to really do something about or put something in place for? It's up to you. Tell me what would keep you up at night. Tell me which one of those things really mm -hmm. struck you. Well, I just had a parent who I went through some stuff with. Can I talk about long-term insurance? Let's start there. Hey, I have a young family. I want to provide for them if something happens to me. Let's talk about some life insurance. Go where they need you to go. Yeah. Don't give your spiel right off the bat because yeah. you sound like everyone else and you sound uncaring and not terribly compassionate. So learning to truly meet them where they are and be a storyteller instead of an information pusher. And uh, Jim, I'll use your term again. You're just going to word vomit and nobody yeah. wants to hear it, right? Right, absolutely. The yes. reality is it goes back to that experience. How can I, as a potential client of yours, actually feel for a moment, wow, this would be important to me or that wouldn't. That's where we're going to start. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Robin, I think that goes back to mindset as well, because when you're coming into this show, you know, the the thing that goes through my mind and what I always encourage exhibitors to think about is what kind of problems can I solve for people? Mm -hmm. You know, and you're not going to know what those problems are unless you have you are engaging in a conversation. It's always the same. It's always conversation. So, so I, I I do I do feel compelled to to share a a recent um, 
uh, trade show experience that's a please don't do this to people story. Um, <laughs> I love those. <laughs> Unfortunately, I see those all too often. Oh, my gosh. Please, please share. So um, there was a, this financial table, and I'm not really in the market for needing, you know, but I, I've got all my ducks in a row there. But, you know, I always like to stop by and say hello to people. And, you know, as an attendee, you know, just kind of experience what the show has to offer. And I walked up to this table and this gentleman says to me, what would you say if I gave you a credit card for free with $150 on it? And I said, I would tell you that I was born at night but not last night. And please, <laughs> please don't do that to anybody else. And he said, well, we can solve your payroll needs and blah, blah, blah. He hadn't even taken a moment to wow. ask me, do I have employees? You know what I'm saying? He just yeah. launched right into his thing. And for signing up, he was going to give me this credit card. And it was like, you don't know me. You don't have any idea what kind of solutions I might be looking for. He just wanted to, you know, throw a credit card at me. You know, yeah, it was and, just, and it so, was bad. It was bad, bad, bad. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and for everyone listening, don't assume that yeah. you know what their driver is. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. because, you know, and especially if that was a business to business setting, and maybe it yes. wasn't, but if it's a business to business setting, I hope that the people I, that are the attendees that are walking up to my booth, I'm hoping that they want something that's going to help their business, not their right. own pocket. You know, right. that uh, that they're not going to be more interested in getting uh, the $150 uh, Visa card or the Apple iPad that I'm giving right. away or whatever. I'm hoping that they want to know more about our business and how we can help solve their problems and solve their needs. That's a great story, though. That oh. is just a, just a great story. Yeah, I've got a closet full of stories <laughs> over the years. That's a whole other episode, Jim. Keep that in That's mind. Right. That would be great. We're going to call that one Closet we, Full of Stories. Yeah, we, we, had, we have one, one thing that we've done occasionally when we're talking with people and, and engaging with people at trade shows, and it's a little segment of the workshop we call is this engaging or is it creepy? You know, (laughs) (laughs) but anyway. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I have something else that just, just kind of popped into my mind. It was, we've been talking about this and talking about the superpowers. I love that concept of the superpowers and your exercise of three little words. Cause I know, I know exactly what you're saying. Uh, I've, I've gone through something similar to that. And some of the things that people tell me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, really? That me? <laughs> and so I, I, I love that. But I want you to think about the people that are more introverted. Think about those people who are a little reluctant or maybe would rather be running out the exit than actually going out and, and engaging the, the attendees that are walking by. What would you recommend for them to maybe take some of those, say they go through this, uh, the, the exercise of three, uh, you know, the three little words how do they take that information and get past a little bit of their int- their introvertness, whatever that uh, word should be, uh, and, and really get there and start those conversations? So, you know, the great thing um, for introverts is that you don't have to do a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. All you have to do 
is start with a question. And when you let the other person talk, it puts you in a position of being able to really listen and hear what those people are telling you that they're looking for or that they need. So being an introvert can often be an asset because you can be the one who is receiving information and showing that you care with how you're listening to them. So it, being an introvert, not a problem. And, and I'm going to second that, Angie. I, you know, along the same lines, again, we, we love labeling ourselves in various mm. ways. And we, we always tend to see the negative characteristics or perceived yes. negative characteristics of that label. What we don't see and other people point out to us and we go, really? Because that's <laughs> what we all do, are the positive characteristics of those things so to your point angie you know the beauty of of an introvert is you don't have to learn a script you don't have to present all you have to do is take everything off of you and learn and i the the word for introverts that i found that really is helpful is just get curious Yes. That's all it is. Beautiful. Get curious. It's not about asking a bunch of questions because then you're thinking of questions in your head and you're not listening. Oh, <laughs> that's Get, true. Right? Get curious. And, and you know, that's a, a beautiful word for an introvert, I've been told, <laughs> as, as someone who's not an introvert, that, you know, really just getting curious takes a bunch of the pressure off. And a lot of the words in those three little words exercises that come when we're talking to introverts are things like compassion and empathy. And for some reason in business or sometimes in life, we don't give those things as much weight as confidence and secure and extrovert. And the reality is things like, you know, talk about emotional intelligence, things like empathy and understanding and compassion are huge Please don't discount them. You can yeah. come into a business, anything, with empathy and emotional intelligence and conviction and compassion, and you will be the smartest person in that room. And you'll be the person that people gravitate to. Right. So just beware. Don't just look at the, you know, the negative characteristics of a label I've chosen for myself or someone else. There's two sides to it. And that other side is where your focus needs to be for you to show up in a wonderfully comfortable and very impactful way every single time. That's just awesome. Those words that you were saying, empathy and compassion, and all those words lead to that one huge word, which is trust. Yes. And when when people trust you, they feel comfortable and they want to do business with you. Yes. No matter what your business is, they want we all we all do that. We've we've heard that the age-old analogy, you know, people buy from people who they know, like and trust. And if you and the trust is the hardest one. There's people I like and there's people I know that I would never do business with <laughs> because I just don't mm-hmm. trust them. But yep. when you get that trust, you've brought people closer to you and, and they want to do business with you. So that, that's just fantastic stuff. And I love that you said, get curious. So all you who consider yourselves introverts and are just a little afraid, because I, I, I admit it, I am, a, I am a, an introvert. Most mm. people do not believe that about me, but I am very much <laughs> an introvert uh, because I, I, I find it very uncomfortable to, to approach people. Once I get into a conversation with someone, I'm perfectly great, but I've, I've forced myself to get out of that comfort zone, my comfort zone, my box. But remembering that everyone who, who 
is uh, saying, hey, Jim, I'm with you. <laughs> Say, get curious. That person has a need that yeah. you can help, but you're never going to know that unless you ask those important questions and get into those conversations. And, you know, for those of us who, who do, you know, land heavily in the extrovert camp, um, sometimes we have to work at not bowling people over Absolutely. so that they run away from your table, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it, you, there's a little bit of tempering that has to go on so that, you know, you can be present and truly be present and mindful for the people coming up to your table. And, and with that, Angie, I think the other piece is, all you have to do, don't ever try and be someone else, regardless right. of who you are or which label you're, you know, you're falling under. Don't ever do anything but show up and be authentically you. Yes. And you're going to win. You're going to win. You're going to be fine. And the easiest thing to be is ourselves. So don't try and be like someone else. I, there are amazing people with every label we could ever, you know, put labels on that are phenomenal. And there are equally as many people under each of those labels who you, you know, fall in the, I don't trust you. You're not credible. Yes. You're overdoing it or underdoing it. You're trying too hard. And so to take that out of the mix and simply go, I'm giving myself permission to show up as me. There is nothing unprofessional about it. I am just going to show up and be authentic and have conversations and be curious. And that really changes the ball game. And go, it goes back to that word. It's a mindset shift. But give yourself permission to do it. And, it, and just do it. Don't question it. Don't doubt it. Don't think about it. Don't talk about it. Just show up and do it one time. And you will never, ever go back. Because until you do it, you're not going to see the power of it. And sometimes you'll walk away and go, wait, that was easy. Yeah. Why was I trying so hard? Yeah. And, you know, when we going back to the, the three little words, you know, that you learn about yourself, you can build your confidence on those words. And there's confident doesn't mean, mean that you're loud necessarily. Confident means you know who you are. And when we're talking about being authentic and bring, bringing your authentic self, be confident in who you are. You know, yeah, give yourself permission, but also be confident whether, you know, you're a quiet confident or a little bit louder confident. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, most confident people say less. Yes. But what yes. they say matters. Yes. Well, this has just been amazing. The value that Robin and Angie, I hope everybody out there who's listening is, is appreciating this as much as I have. And I'm guessing there's a lot of people out there that have been just nodding their heads and smiling the whole time like I have. Because this is just the, the truth that they're saying uh, is just fantastic. But you've got to show up got and get that confidence in who you are, who the authentic you is. You know, give yourself permission to be authentic and be who yourself and and if you don't know who you are, <laughs> go through that three little words exercise. That is just amazing. That's going to give you some great stuff to get grounded on as to and, and be confident about who you are and what, what are your strengths? What do you really bring? And for everybody, whether you're introvert, extrovert, get curious, get curious, put the focus on your attendees, the people that are coming up to your booth, because that's when good meaningful conversations are going to happen. So uh, Robin and Angie, I want to thank you so much. Could, let's, let's, uh, let's wrap this up by, by giving the, giving them a couple, everybody, a couple of takeaways. What do you want them leaving today's conversation with? Uh, I'll jump in if that's ahead, all right. Angie. 
you know, I, I want to reiterate just because it, it's just, it says it all in a nutshell. I'd love to reiterate again that Maya Angelou quote, people are going to forget what you've said. They're going to forget what you did. They're never going to forget how you've made them feel. And look back on your own life. What are the memories that stick with you? Who are the people that stick with you? What are the moments that stick with you? You couldn't tell me exactly what was said, maybe even exactly what was done, but you will know instantly because you'll feel it again, how it made you feel. There is, that is so powerful. So find those moments to let people feel. People don't buy things because they know. They buy things because they feel. So mm -hmm. that, that is absolutely key. And I guess the second takeaway I would, I would give is going back to the getting curious. You know, it's not about you. And keeping that in mind, it's not about you. How can you help them? What do they need? And unless you get curious and have some conversation, you don't know those things. So it's not about you. Keep your focus outward as opposed to inward. And it's a, it's a game changer. Well said, madam. <laughs> so um, one thing that I'd like to uh, leave people with is that you are everything that you need to bring to the table. Um, and if your stuff shows up, that's great. But you are what people are really coming to your table for. Um, and having a lot of self-awareness, you know, and knowing what your own superpowers are, you put those on as you're putting on your clothes and you'll be ready to go and understand that there are some people that are just going to naturally be attracted to who you are and will want to start building a relationship with you. Outstanding, outstanding stuff. And I'm going to throw in my my personal favorite, and that was the Tetris analogy. Right? <laughs> when you fit in, and this is so true, especially at trade shows, when you fit in, you disappear. So remember, you got to do something to stand out and bring your superpowers. Bring your yeah. superpowers. So what is the best way for our listeners to reach out and, and uh, get in touch with you? So we, uh, Robin and I have a website called groundedinclarity.com. And uh, you'll know you're there because the first three things it says are show up, be you, do business. Um, and you can reach out to us there. We've got some great training programs, not only for getting ready for a trade show, but what to do afterwards. <laughs> so. Fantastic. Fantastic. Any additional uh, ways to, uh, is there a way that they can contact you right there? On, on, is there a contact us page, I'm assuming? Uh, or yes. Any, any special emails that you want them to use? Uh, yes, it is uh, groundedinclarity at uh, gmail.com. Fantastic. And, and both of us are, are on LinkedIn regularly, so you can also reach out to us if you need to as well there, if that's your, your preference. Okay. And for everybody, uh, check out the show notes that are going to be on the website. And if you're, and if you're uh, listening to this on, uh, uh, on Apple Podcasts and on, uh, on the actual uh, podcast player, the, the show notes should be right there as well. So I'm going to put all, all the contact information as well as a, as a recap of this fantastic interview. And I, I'm sure everyone agrees with that. Uh, and also, everybody, I invite you to go to our website at tradeshowu.biz, the tradeshow, the letter U, dot B-I-Z. 
reach out to me. Let me know. What did you take away? What was your, your favorite thing from this episode? And also, are, is there anything else you're doing to stand out, to start those conversations? Or maybe you had one of those uh, horrific times where <laughs> things didn't show up. And how did you get over that? I would love to hear that from you. So thank you so much. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Angie. Uh, this has been fantastic. And everybody, we will see you next time. We've come to the end of this class here at Trade Show University, but we encourage you to never stop learning. We have plenty more resources and information available on our website, tradeshowu.biz. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list for exclusive insights and information to help you get your PhD in ROI. You'll find all this and more at tradeshowu.biz. Until next time, class dismissed. 